Welcome to the Havar podcast, where God is combining two Hebrew words, Haver, which means friend, and Havar, which means yoked together for a heavenly task. Women have lost the art of communal living, leaving us feeling alone and not knowing who's with us. This is the place we meet to restore life together, where we link arms in deep friendship, pulling each other to a higher place of destiny, purpose, and perfection in Christ. This is Tabitha Haynes and Stacy March, and we're commissioning women to carry the weight of their lives together. together. Welcome to episode 72. Hello. Hello, Bar. <laughs> How are, are you? I'm okay. Okay, good. How's everybody out there? Welcome this week. We hope y'all had a great week. Mm-hmm. We love Tuesdays. <laughs> podcast days. Yeah. Well, podcast recording days. We know. Hopefully you guys love Wednesdays. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love Wednesdays too because then I go, but listen. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny that you admit that out loud. Well, I learn from us. <laughs> Tuesday I vomit it out Wednesday I absorb it back in <laughs> You chew the cud yeah, Yes I'm very spiritual Very it's Chew called, the cud it's on called meditation from scripture <laughs> That's what happens on a Wednesday <laughs> Or I just go back and go You fool <laughs> Yeah for real No, Stacy shut up stop talking No never no. Okay anyway Speaking of talking Mm-hmm. That's what we're talking about today. <laughs> not talking. Talking, mm. not talking. Talking and not talking. Yeah. So it can you, go either way. Do you want to tell our friends what happened to us? Mm-mm. All right. Well, this week, we um, we had a little, well, how would you describe, like, connection issue? A talking issue? issue? Yeah, connection issue. <laughs> we were at different times of the week. This happened to both of us. Yeah. We were trying to explain something and we both walked away. And these were in two different conversations. It wasn't in the same conversation. Mm -mm. On the first one, I was on the receiving end. On the second one, you were. And we both walked away feeling very unheard and misunderstood. Mm -hmm. And alone in the world. (laughs) (laughs) Ready to hang it all up. Yeah, so Stacy talked with me, felt misunderstood, and she literally ran out the door very quickly. <laughs> with uh, no, like literally, Tabitha was screaming, "Var, come back!" And I'm like, "No, I gotta go. I'm okay. I'm okay." And like, in all fairness, she was running late, so she had to go. But at the same time, usually she would never leave without saying goodbye to me or just talk to you later. <laughs> There was none of that. She was like, okay, bye. She grabbed her stuff. She like was closing the door and I'm like, Barb, uh, we didn't say goodbye. Oh, oh. And she's blowing me kisses. I'm like, I don't want those things. Like you keep those. Everything's fine. Yeah. I'm like, why is she blowing kisses at me? She does not love me right now. Like something is happening. And I always know right away in my spirit when there is just a little disconnect. Do you? Would you say that? Yeah. And I don't know about you guys out there when you are talking with your friend and suddenly there's just like a little friction and you're like, this feels weird. I feel a little weird. It's because you're sad and lonely. Is that you miss me. That's what that is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just don't like not 
being connected in a happy way. Yeah. I know that, you know, there are going to be times where we don't always feel that way, but there's ways to leave where you still feel safe and comfortable and confident in what's going on with you too. Mm-hmm. And I didn't feel safe, comfortable, or confident. That me either. We That's why okay. I ran. <laughs> yeah, that we were okay. And so you ran away. I didn't grab my shoes or nothing. I ran for my life. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> you sure did run for your life. So I was having a conversation with you and I pretty much felt the same way. I was kind of feeling misunderstood. And so I did my own running. I didn't physically run, but that's because we were on the phone. Yeah. I couldn't physically run, but I was like, okay, you're not understanding. So I think I'm going to go to somebody else when I need this need met. And I was like, no, she like flat out says it out loud. Like, I'm not going to tell you this anymore. I'm going to my sister. And well, and I said, great, go to your sister. (laughs) Yes. Sounds great for both of us. Great. So that was a little rotten of me. Well, actually, it was just hurt. Like, ugh. so in one way, it's like I feel misunderstood and it's not fair. But then I don't think it's always up to you to have to understand me. So then I'm like, oh, I shouldn't put all the pressure on you. So maybe it would be better if I just found somebody who it's much easier in that role. And so all that was happening in my heart. And so I was like, I'm just going to a different person. And you're like, I'm just leaving and forget everybody. (laughs) But there was something that we both did. Because before, when we talked about our friendship blow up, we probably would have not talked about that ever again. We, I'm telling you, we have achieved new levels of intimacy, Var. I didn't, I mean... For all that was happening, I still didn't have the old feelings or reactions that I used to have. Like you were saying, like we would have gone days, been mad, mm-hmm. and then looked forward to the eight and a half year blow up. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like we we were just we'd be just waiting for this to come to a head. Yeah, that's not what happened this time. Like Mm-mm. there was a disconnection, but. Yeah, for about five minutes. Yeah. So, oh my gosh, y'all, we are making progress over here. Yes, we are. So one thing that we really did differently this time is we actually came back. We actually came back and I called Stacy and then she called me after our thing. And while we connected or we called. Well, let's give credit where credit is due. You called me five minutes after and made me talk. I let it stew all night. (laughs) And then I got up the next morning and texted you. Yes. But, hey, we all have to reach out in the best way that we can reach out. Well, most of the time I have to sleep on mine. That's just what happens. Like I have to, if it's not like an immediate urgent need, I have to sleep and process. And I have to get it out or I can't sleep. Well, I didn't sleep very good that night. So maybe I should rethink my method. I think maybe you should. I think it's obviously you need to cool down. There needs to be a cool down because being able to come back to the table when these little frictions occur, no matter how you have to come back, it's so important that we come back and face these things right away because it's going to do one or two things. And you 
really got some really good intel from the Lord about what is really happening when we choose to come back to the table and what happens when we choose not to. And that God kind of gives us an ultimatum. He gives us a choice in the way we choose to interact with each other. And we have to make some choices. Yeah. He put Isaiah 118 on my heart when you said you wanted to, you know, talk through this and and the key word kind of that I picked up on in your text was together. I want to talk about together. Mm-hmm. And so Isaiah 118 came to mind and it's the come, uh, come now, let us reason together, says the Lord, though your sins be as scarlet, they will be as white as snow. And so I first started looking that up. And as I just kept going, I just felt like there was this huge dividing line like we literally are being presented a choice today but we have to understand sort of where we're coming from and what the Lord even is calling us to when he says come let us reason together Mm -hmm. so the very first part of that is that reason means to argue to prove to correct to decide or to dispute and so what we see here is the Lord coming to his people who have been offering him these vain sacrifices and just pagan stuff to this holy God, Mm -hmm. you know, just rebelling and doing all these things just out of religion or legalism and not love. Mm -hmm. And so he starts just, he's mad at him, but then it's like he catches himself, you know, and not only do we see justice prevailing here as judge, you know, he's like, kind of drawing a line you're a sinful people mm-hmm. so you can either choose this way or you can choose this way mm-hmm. and so we see God is open to talking to us about things mm-hmm. this even brings to mind like this we can dispute things with him when it's done in the proper you know with the proper relationship and heart you know what that reminds me of what is from the word there which means friend and what they would do is they would have a a haverine. Yeah, yeah. And so it was this group of friends that would get together and they would mull over just biblical principles, biblical life yeah. with one another. And you had told us about it one time before and you said sometimes it gets a little feisty of mm-hmm. in there. Sometimes there is dispute because you're trying to work it out and mull it over. And so that just made me think mm-hmm. like, hey, it's okay to come to the table and know that it's not just all sunshine and rainbows. That sometimes you have to duke it out a little bit. Yeah. But obviously the heart of it is to be godly right yeah I mean sometimes in order to prove something's true you have to start disputing it first and the Lord actually calls us to the table he welcomes us to come yeah he welcomes us to work it out he does so we see on one hand this idea of justice and it also comes in conjunction with grace and mercy Mm. because he says if you are willing and obedient you'll eat of the good of the land But if you refuse and rebel, well, you're going to be devoured and destroyed. So Mm -hmm. right off the bat, I just saw this dividing line, even for us in friendship today. Like we can come to the table. We're invited to reason together, not only because he is a reasonable and we're, we reason with God out of relationship, but we can reason with each other. Mm -hmm. And the first thing we see 
is that he's inviting them out of grace and mercy because his first inclination is always to forgive, always. Mm -hmm. And so when we talk about and we think about coming back to the table, the inclination, the posture of my heart, if I'm modeling it after the Lord, is to come back to the table, not to prove my point, not to prove my worth, not to prove I'm right, but to come back and say, I'm coming back because I want to forgive. And I, I love, want to extend grace and mercy. I love that because it's almost like you said, I come to the table with forgiveness mm-hmm. or from forgiveness. Right. And that's different than saying, I'm going to forgive her when we get to that table and she does and says what I need her to say. And I think we have this kind of way of life where we think that's what's supposed to happen at the table. But you're saying, hey, there's this dividing line where you can come for forgiveness or you can come from forgiveness. And it's a big, huge difference. One is going to bring the goodness of the land. There's going to be fruit at that table because you're like, I forgive you, but there's things we have to talk about. And there's a difference when you say, you know what? I don't forgive you. I'm at this table. And if you don't do or say what I need you to Well, that's on you. Yeah. And it's just a totally different thing. And it says it brings the sword. And you know what that sword does? It cuts to the marrow. It says it cuts to the bone and the spirit. It cuts right to the heart of truth. And if you are not walking from forgiveness, you don't want that sword cutting you. Because you are going to not be doing too good when forgiveness isn't in your heart. Yeah. Yeah. So there's two different ways, I guess I see even, I mean, in every point today, everywhere he was pointing me, it was like, you can choose this way or you can choose this way. Very much a dividing line. Yeah. And so even coming back to the table, the definition of reasonable is having sound judgment, fair and sensible, as much as is appropriate or fair, moderate. Mm. So Again, there's two sides. If I come back to the table, not only am I coming bearing forgiveness with forgiveness, Mm -hmm. but I'm coming out of reasonableness, meaning I'm not flying off the handle. I'm not talking over you. I'm not insisting my way is right. I'm not in hysterics. I'm fair. I'm of sound judgment. I'm moderate. Mm -hmm. So there's my part. Then there's her part. If you are coming back to the table with someone who doesn't value reasonableness, who's in hysterics, who's talking over you, who doesn't care what you have to say, doesn't care about your feelings, well, she's not being reasonable. Mm -hmm. And there's a lack of wisdom there, a lack of maturity there, just a, a lack of understanding how to even connect and honor you in that mm-hmm. moment. So what do you think we should do in those situations? You know, I think. Sometimes you're just free to say, God did this. If you're willing to reason with me, you'll taste the good of the land. If not, you're going to be destroyed and devoured. Yeah. To me, it's so weighty. Yeah. So she can choose to be like that to you. But what she's choosing is not really a rejection of you so much as she's choosing to be destroyed and devoured because now she's out of connection and covenant and relationship. She's unprotected. Yeah. And this is serious, serious business. You don't want to be out there alone uncovered. Yeah. And we've definitely been two women who have come to the table, not from forgiveness, but seeking vengeance. 
instead and seeking justice for ourselves. And I think it sends you into this wilderness of bitterness and anger and a pile up for what is going to eventually come out later. And it's going to kill you along the way and it's going to kill your friendship Mm -hmm. in the end because there's no other outcome. Right. There's just no other outcome. But I will notice this time around, Stace, what I noticed was I cared more about your feelings than I did my own. Mm. When I saw that I had hurt you, I was able to say, Stace, you know what? I know that you didn't feel understood, but I actually want to understand you. I want you to know that even when... I don't understand you. There might be times where eventually I will, or there might be times where I don't, but my heart is yeah. to understand you. Yeah, you did you. that well, Var. Yeah, because it that's how my heart felt towards yeah. you. Like you, your feelings mattered, but I also laid out Stace, but this is what I need from you. I want you to stay and I want you to talk with me through it until you feel as if we did reach understanding because you have to be able to work through. You have to, sometimes you have to stay at the table before you even have to get to the table. Does that make sense? Sometimes even for us, I want to learn that we have, sometimes we have to stay at the table. Obviously we didn't have time that day. So we had to come back to the table. But I think with this dividing line, we have the opportunity to actually even stay at the table before we ever have to come back to it Yeah. and say, Hey, how you're feeling matters. Let's work it out. I think there's value in, being able to say, you know what, I need to step away. Mm -hmm. But I think you have a really good point because a lot of the times we will jump to I need to step away, but it allows the space to be devoured. (laughs) How many times do we welcome that space and we're destroyed in it because the enemy gets in and all and our own thoughts get in. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, it, I think that is just working out your relationship together, growing in maturity, knowing yourself, but when is it okay? And I would even propose that in this situation, this is going to be hard in the middle of it, but okay, I'm challenging us here, okay? Okay. That even in this situation, would we be able to stop and say, and this would probably be me saying this, do you feel like it's okay for me to step away right now? Do you feel mm-hmm. like it's okay for us to take a breather right now and come back? And then if you say, nope, I don't feel that. Mm-hmm. We, we have to keep plowing this out because it's dangerous if you leave. I have to be willing to submit to that. Mm-hmm. Y'all, I'm going to challenge all of us, all y'all. Mm -hmm. with this because that's hard in the moment when your emotions are high and all you want to do is run to say is it okay if I step away and and give our friend the power I guess to be able to say I don't feel comfortable with that right now and I think you see this in friendships a lot is that there's probably going to be one flighter and one fighter (laughs) yeah and so for you you're gonna say oh do I have to stay and sometimes I might be like yeah but To me, it's on the opposite of how I function. With me, it's going to have to be okay that sometimes I let you go with it unsettled. And so I think we're talking, if we're the dividing line, it's like the flighters and the fighters. And sometimes you're going to have to let the opposite thing happen. And if it does, you better cover her that she's not destroyed and your friendship's not destroyed in the space. Yeah, you don't hold that against her. No. You don't hold that against her to give her what she needs. And you pray a covering over both your hearts. And and then, like we've said before, don't let too much time pass. Yeah, because I think the ultimate 
kingdom way, it's to really work it out. It's either to let the 70 times 70 and really forgive in the moment where you don't even have to talk about it. But if it's bigger and it needs talked about, then you probably should address it as quickly as possible. Because I think we're a culture that's like, oh, forget them. I'm leaving. Just give it some time. It'll be okay. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the more natural inclination of the culture. And so if we're speaking more kingdom, it probably is to meet a lot quicker than you want to. Right. It's going to be to go against the grain and the way we do friendship these days. So mm-hmm. either talk about it right then if for some reason you can't or you're just feeling like I just I'm not able to do this. I'm sorry. I wish I could. But I just my heart and my spirit is just can't take it. Of course, we don't we love each other. So right. fine. Take the time that you need. But I don't know. I felt much better when you answered the phone pretty quickly and let me talk with you I don't know how it felt for you who likes that time away I if I'm being honest I looked at my phone saw your name and I had to decide if I was going to answer or not normally when I see your name I just grab over there and you know pick it up but I was driving saw my phone there and I was like am I gonna do this normally or in the past not normally it's not our normal anymore that's right in the past I would have let it ring and let you suffer (laughs) Which I, which back then I didn't even know how much you suffered when I did that. Oh, I, yeah. I didn't even know. Yeah. But um, yeah, it hurts me. Yeah. So now I picked up the phone because I didn't want to hurt you. And I knew that my silence would. Mm-hmm. So in that sense, I cared more about your feelings than I did my own, mm-hmm. which meant I just really want to drive and just kind of sort this out. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I couldn't. Mm-hmm. Wow. So So the same thing was happening to both of us. So it's this continual, Mm -hmm. will I care about her more than I will care about myself? Yeah. Will I lay my life down? Which we're always talking about that verse. Yeah. Jesus laid his life down for his friends. And it was the agape love. It was like one of the greatest love. We talk about in a many podcasts ago, a Hebrew word for love, which is filio, which means a deep friendship and a deep relational love. But then there's this greater love. It's called agape, where you're willing to lay your life down for your friend. And I think before, we're always fighting for this filio love. We want that friendship. We want that relationship. But to plow even deeper into intimacy with each other is requiring us, like what we had to do that day, to say she is more important to me. And this meant than what I'm feeling, what I'm experiencing. And I know God can work it out. Yeah. And so we both answered. So after we talked, d- did you feel any better or did it do anything or was yeah, it Yeah, just- let the pressure out of the balloon. Okay. I think it meant a lot to me that you would even pursue mm. the conversation. Yeah. Because I'm not great at that. And I would, I never did that ever. Yeah, before. no, you never did. So when somebody pursues you, you know that they care. Yeah. I need to be quicker in my pursuit of you mm-hmm. when that happens. Yeah. Um, my need to kind of think about it often usurps just the running in to make sure you're okay. Mm-hmm. And so I need to be better about that. Well, that reminds me of this story of a woman who went to a women's conference. And so they got to this point where they were talking about intimacy and closeness with the Lord. And so they told the story about when John leaned on Jesus's chest, like he just leaned over in his lap, much like you want me to do, just lean over in your lap, I think. <laughs> well, can I interject just and yeah. tell them? Uh-huh. <laughs> Maybe you should tell it because... I was perfectly, oh my gosh, so this is our conversation so many times. This is just how I talk. Yeah. And you just kind of sometimes are like, what the heck? So one day, what did you ask me? Well, I think we were just talking about, like, I was like, Stacy, I care about oh, you. Oh, yeah. 
And I just, I didn't even skip a beat. There was no meditation. And I just looked up and I was like, well, you never sit in my lap. (laughs) I was like, what? (laughs) Well, I, um, well, scoot on over. Just, can you hold me? Am I going to hurt you? Or I just never, I have no It was so funny. We just busted out laughing. And so I don't know. She did say that. But I know, you know, just the closeness of it. And so, yes. So John was pretty much in Jesus's lap. And that's what Stacey Where else after. would you be if you're sitting beside Jesus? And your friend. And your friend. I guess you just are so, sometimes you say that I'm, you're like, Tab, you're so holy. Stacy. you are so holy. Like the closeness of that is just like more than I, think- I can imagine or fathom. <laughs> Just me laying just, in your lap. We'll just wait till after the podcast, Var. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. You guys, how do you feel about a all-day marathon? <laughs> Tell Stacey's got to go. <laughs> well, what's so funny is that you're like the more gentle one. You would think that if anybody was going to say, well, why don't you ever sit in my lap? It would be you. Yeah, really. But I'm just more like rough on the exterior. And so I guess when things pop out of my mouth like that, it just reveals like my inner gush. Yeah, and maybe does. that's why it's so and it funny tickles too. me. I mean, but who would say that? Yeah, who would say that? So like, if you cared about me, why don't you sit in my lap? <laughs> I mean, guys, come on. We can do a poll on this. Ain't no best friend ever said that to you. Or actually, let's do, you guys message us on Instagram or something and tell us the weird thing that your friend said to you. Like the weird things that she says that you're just like, what? Because those are just funny. Okay. Okay. So John is sitting in the lap of Jesus pretty much. His head is on his chest, right? And so they're talking about this at this women's conference. And they're like, okay, now we want you to go to a wall and we want you to lean into it. We want you to just lay back in it and just be with Jesus. And there was one woman who couldn't do it. And what was happening was she had actually been abused and so she just couldn't do the exercise. She's like, I just don't understand that closeness. I just don't want it. Like, I've been hurt in this area. No, I just can't. And so the next day, part of this conference or this gathering, they actually went to this farm. And so they brought out these two huge, like those huge Belgian horses that are, who knows, are like 1,200 pounds or something. So they bring out these monster, beautiful horses, and they actually are show horses. And so there's two horses, and they do the show, and they said afterwards, they're like, wow, this is so beautiful, so powerful that these horses would even submit to the trainer. Like, they're just, oh my gosh, this is amazing, and they did such a good job. And so they said they looked at one horse and he was just standing there after he put on his show and he's just breathing hard and he sticks out his tongue and the tongue is actually forked. So it has like a big old huge slit in it. And the ladies are like, oh no, like what happened? And so the man says, actually, this horse was abused when I got him. He had been abused so bad. He wouldn't let anybody near him. He wouldn't let anybody touch him. He said, I didn't even know if I'd ever be able to to show him. But eventually I gained his trust. And so he's touched, he like reached out and scratched the horse's ear just to prove I can touch him now. And the horse leaned in to the man, like, give me some more. I love you. I trust you. And it broke the woman down. It was like in this moment, she could see that despite the abuse, when it came to being in relationship with somebody, that when it comes to the way Jesus does it, it's close, it's safe. 
it's personal and it's beautiful. And so in this moment, I could just feel all the ways that we are hurt by relationships and how it makes us really timid to ever jump into somebody's lap, ever to lean in and let you touch me all the way, let you see me. So I just saw that, that as women, we can be much like that horse and we've been abused by the relationships that we have and we actually abuse each other and they're ones that we do have that even we're trying hard at. But the leaning in and it's it's the submission under the trainer. It's the submission under the Lord who teaches you how to lean in. Mm -hmm. And so it just made me think that we have to learn how to trust one another in such a way that we can lean and we have to trust that the Lord has brought us certain friends to learn how to trust him and trust her enough to come closer. Because in that closeness, there's love. And who there was that beautiful show. He, the horse got to be and do what he was made to do. He got to havar with that man, with that trainer, because he was submitted to the love and the safety and the trust. Yeah, And so... That story just made me think like, wow, I want to be able to lean in on Stacy and not be afraid to not have to run away when scary moments happen, to know that I'm submitted under our trainer, that we are yoked together and that we have a show to put on and we can do it and trust fully submitted to him and fully submitted to one another. Amen. Amen. It reminds me what happened to me yesterday. What happened to you yesterday? <laughs> well, I mean, my journey, and you would, and probably yours too, is that we had to learn to trust God in order to learn to trust each other. Mm -hmm. And so you and I both went through those stages in at different times of our lives where he was just teaching us to lean in on each other. And then mm -hmm. he said, now prove, prove this love, prove this intimacy, prove this trust by now looking at her and doing it with her. Mm-hmm. So yesterday, after the disconnection, when it happened to you this time, because you were the second, the second one, mm -hmm. can't believe we like messed up back to back like that. But hello, there's two of us. We each had to have a turn. <laughs> yeah, great. <laughs> can't wait for next week. It helps us to learn. Yeah, it does. Um, so yesterday, I didn't realize quite the level of disconnection that I felt after I misunderstood you and you got off the phones and I'm just going to my sister and I'm like fine and I had already come back to the table but it just shows what was in my heart like I still didn't have it reconciled in my own heart so it was Monday I always look forward to Mondays because you know I'm just getting my week in order there's things I need to do and I mean I was stuck yesterday like I couldn't do one thing so I kept saying, Lord, I don't, you know, would you help me? And you feel so far away. And, and I'm talking hours of this, like, what am I supposed to do now? Why aren't you helping me? And I thought you were my friend and I thought you were going to be with me. You know, I was kind of like getting irritated with God for not like coming to my rescue. So after hours of this, it was like four o'clock yesterday afternoon. I was sitting there just being ticked off and I thought, well, I can't do anything else. I might as well exercise. And so I was sitting there trying to find a workout to do. And what shot through my heart was, you're feeling disconnected from me because you're disconnected with her. And I realized in that moment, the gravity and the seriousness of this. Now he switched it. It used to be 
I think for both of us, like look away from her for a minute and look at me. Mm-hmm. Now he's come and said, you've looked at me. Now look at her. And you're going to prove intimacy with me by being intimate with her. And so I called you right after that. And we just started talking. It wasn't, we weren't hashing anything out. We were just talking and I felt so much better. And when the, re, when the connection had been established or reestablished with you, I then felt so much closer to the Lord. Mm-hmm. So again, it, it's just the dividing line. Mm-hmm. It came over and over this week. And then this morning when he brought this verse to me, I was like, wow. The second part of the Isaiah 118, he said, you know, though your sins be as scarlet, they will be as white as snow. Again, a dividing line. Mm-hmm. We always think of scarlet as it representing blood, like a stain. It was a very heavy dye that you couldn't get out. Mm-hmm. The flip side of that is that scarlet was also used a lot, like in a positive context, to describe the colors in God's tabernacle along with purple and blue. It's a very royal color. Mm -hmm. So here we see it's scarlet sin can't be blotted out, or we see a color in God's tabernacle. Or like I see the color of, what do you say, sin? Blood. Or you said sin. Scarlet. You said scarlet is like sin uh-huh. or separation. Mm-hmm. And then I saw like the um, the red in God is sacrifice. Mm. Yeah. So you have that sin and separation or you have that love and that sacrifice to lay yourself down. Yeah. For one another. Yeah. And we see it. It's a color that was established in God's tabernacle where he dwells. And now he tabernacles with us. Mm -hmm. In contrast, we see in Revelation 17, John had a vision of a harlot dressed in scarlet and purple and riding on a scarlet colored beast. Mm -hmm. So that is so representative of like the evil religious and governmental powers that will make war against Jesus when he comes back. I don't know if I can even get this in my head or just explain this, but another like scarlet can mean two different things. Like you were just saying, it's either going to war against the governmental authority and dissension of God's kingdom on the earth, Mm -hmm. or it's going to be made white as snow out of sacrifice and love. And even this day, we have the choice to choose, Mm -hmm. you know, which come, let us reason together, says the Lord, though your sins be as scarlet, I'll make them as white as snow. And he's just coming and saying, what do you want it to be? Is it going to war against my kingdom? Or are you going to accept what I've done for you? And what I've done for you is forgiven you and brought you into relationship. And so the least you can do is walk out forgiveness and relationship with who I send you. Mm-hmm. It's just this beautiful, it's an offer before us today and a beautiful picture of the inheritance that we walk in and it's going to be laid out and walked out and evidenced on earth, we believe, through friendship. Mm-hmm. Definitely. To me, the kingdom is always so funny because it's like, I want you to divide by coming together. You know, sometimes the Lord just kind of makes me laugh. There is a division. Now come together. (laughs) Like what? (laughs) But it makes so much sense. And so this week I was really 
thinking about, you know, to learn how to trust, to really learn how to choose the better side of this, we have to come together. Even though there's this dividing line, what brings the good is us coming together and sitting before the Lord. And I looked up one of the words for together, and one of the words connected with it was community. And I think about, hey, well, for two people, sometimes you're like, community? It's just me and Stacy. But then I was just thinking, you know, we are communing in unity. There is this unitedness that God wants us to have together. So we are communing together and trying to do our best to do it in unity. Mm-hmm. And so it made me think of something I had just learned more recently in the school, the kingdom school with the King's Company, this one-year program I'm going through. And one of the teachings, he was talking about community. And I just wanted to talk through four concepts of community that the coach was talking about because I think it was just so impactful. And I think this is going to help you guys when you know, when we're trying to create a culture of communing with one another and our friendships, how we can actually do this, that there are ways that we can do this, what community looks like. And so can we run through those four things, Mark? Oh, yeah. Okay. So these are just the four things that you'll see in community. Number one is your voice. You actually get to be heard. Go figure. There's got to be. How many some... times are we running in circles where we're not even heard? Like nobody even cares that we even said anything. So, for one, if you cannot share your voice, your unique expression to people that actually care what you said, uh, is there true community? Communing for unity? No. I would probably say no. And so your voice, he talked about it being your sound or your language. And so really, are you in this place where you can share your sound? Mm-hmm. You can share your language and that it's similar to the people in the room. I love that. Share your sound. Yeah, share your mm-hmm. sound. So number two is your presence. This is required in community. Your voice and your presence. This means we want to see your face. If I'm commuting with Stacy and I never see her face, then are we doing community bar? I'm going to vote no. Okay. So I want to hear your sound. I want to see your cute little face. And number three, your development. And this one really stuck out to me this week because he said your development, this is where you are, where you are going and what you're becoming. And so you have this, you're on in this process of developing to become more like Christ. And he said, there's two things that can happen. And so in community, when you're like this, you can either go very religious or you can go very relationship oriented when it comes to your development how, and that people helping you with your development. And he said, when you go religious, what happens is you walk in and you say, you're kind of listening and I'm watching you. I'm listening to your voice. I'm looking at your face, but I'm seeing if I can relate to you or if you can relate to my story, because if you can relate to me, if there's similar things and you're going to get what I'm saying, then we're going to be in community. But he's like, no relationship doesn't work like that. Religion may say you have to understand everything that I'm saying and I have to be able to relate to you. But relationship says I don't always have to understand. I don't have to go through what you've been through to love you, to know that you have been somewhere and God has you somewhere and he wants to take you somewhere. 
it, it mm. doesn't have to, there's not this perfect, that's not what unity is. Yeah. And I think sometimes we think, oh yeah, I'm going to go be with my tribe. And that means they're going to understand everything I'm saying, understand everything I'm doing and understand everywhere I'm going. And then we get frustrated when they're not. And so we just have to be very careful with that because I think there is unitedness where some things we are the same, but sometimes I think it's the differences that make us more unified than anything. This to me is where popular culture really divides from what we're saying, because how many times do you read, you know, in some form or fashion or version out there, you'll see, oh, friends are made when you say something and she responds, me too. Mm-hmm. You know, and yep. that is one level of friendship for sure. Like sometimes you can find these commonalities, but that's where the fork in the road, you can have that worldly friendship where it's me too and let's have coffee. Mm-hmm. Or you can really, again, divide and come the way of spirit led friendship, which is talking about this. I care who you are, where you've been, where you're going, you know, however you said mm-hmm. that, but yep. that's really powerful. It yeah. is. And that really kicked in this week. I was like, you know what? I am developing. Stacy is developing and God has given us to each other to walk while we do that. And I can't worry about when she doesn't understand me fully. That does not change how her love for me. It doesn't change the process that God has us in. I would say growth often comes with a little friction. You don't see a lot of growth when you're like, let's build a tribe. and Everybody's going to think alike and talk alike and look alike. Girls, I've seen all the eyebrows out here in the world. They are looking the same. You mean the one eyebrow? There ain't even two anymore. (laughs) Everybody has the same eyebrow. The one eyebrow. The unibrow. Yeah, I don't know what We were trying to get rid of ours, but it just, (laughs) you know, the whole thing where everything has to look the same to be right. Everything has to be the same to be unified. And it's just a lie. Development is diverse. Mm -hmm. And as soon as we accept that, we're going to see something really beautiful. And so the fourth key kind of tells us how we can do that. And he says the fourth that we see in community. So first you had, you have your voice. We see your face. We are part of your development. We know you've been somewhere. You're somewhere now and you're going somewhere. And God is doing this. He's going to make you more like him in this process. And you don't have to be perfectly alike. He definitely doesn't even make us that way to mm-hmm. undergo that development. And then you have the fourth, which is honor. And I love this one because he says to honor somebody doesn't just mean like, oh, you know, just like they're higher and they're bigger and they're so much, they're so great. and We honor you and we just like worship you. It really doesn't have anything to do with that. When I honor someone, I guard them. He said it's to be a watchman over them and their heart. He said it's not like you're always protecting everything that they do, but you're protecting what's being done in them. Yeah. So I'm not saying Stacy's always perfect. Everything that she says is always going to be great. But I'm protecting her in a way that when I know God is doing a work in her and somebody wants to come against that, then I can say, no, I know the work that God is doing. In yeah, her. It's, it's like a way to honor the development. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yep, that's what it says. You're honoring the development happening mm. in their heart. And when you can do that, when you can say, you know what? I see that God is doing something in you. And just to really offer that and say, I'm going to be a watchman. I'm going to be a guardian over what he's doing. And that's what makes the community. That's what brings us into communal unity. That's pretty powerful and beautiful. Yeah. 
Yeah, it really is. And so I just, I believe in this second go round, Stace, that we have done our best to communicate well with each other, to let each other have a voice. We've done our best to really get face to face and know that we have to plow this out together. I know that we are watching each other develop. And I know even though it's harder, we're learning that it's okay if we're not the same. Right. And we are honoring each other. I do believe that we are watchmen and guardians over each other's hearts and the calls on our lives. Yep. And so it's something that we'll lay our life down for, for all these things, to commune with God and to commune with each other and to commune with others who are called to walk alongside us in this process. Yeah. And last night, I loved how you called me because you were doing another teaching and it ended up being on friendship. So tell them what that said. Yeah, I screenshotted this because we... It's so funny. We always go back and forth because we, you know how Stacy and I, we love the Haver and Havar. So we always say, this is the grounding. You guys hear about it all the time because it's what we love. Haver being friendship and Havaring being like the work that gets done because of friendship. And Stacy loves the word Haver so much. And me, I love the word Havar so much. Like I love the work and Stacy's like, I love the intimacy. So you always kind of hear this from us over and over and so last night I screenshotted this teaching because he was talking about being a friend of God and he said what friendship is is works plus intimacy equals friendship and I started laughing and I was like there we are it's the Haver plus Havar Equals Equals friendship. Equals friendship. And he was talking about that verse, like, I do what the Father is doing. And it's a doing, but also on top of that. That's what he calls friendship. Like, I have things to do, but it's the works plus the intimacy equals friendship. We want to be on the line of good works and not bad. We want to be on the line of being able to commune with each other instead of being disconnected. There's a line that he's drawing, guys, and we get to choose, but it all depends on if you're willing to share your voice, be face-to-face, honor each other's development. Yeah. See what happens when you do that, guys, when you choose the way of friendship and when you choose the road of love. Well, that's a wrap. That's a wrap. (laughs) Yeah, that was really good. All right. Well, I love the road of connection, intimacy, and good works, Var. It's a beautiful road. It equals friendship. It's a beautiful road we plow. It is. (laughs) You never have to worry about friendship not being included, Var. It is friendship. Oh, yes. Woohoo! The intimacy plus the (laughs) works. I mean, come on. Yeah. Equals friendship. It's just too good to be true. It is. (laughs) I can't take it. I can't take it. Oh, Var, let's go celebrate and you can sit in my lap. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'll do it. I'll do it. (laughs) Well, we hope y'all had a wonderful time just being with us. We always, even when we're in this podcast studio and we're talking, we feel like we're with Mm y'all. So we hope that you feel the same way every week when you're listening to us because... We just want to be with you and we want y'all to feel like you're with us. And so let us know, like, if any of this rang true this week, we always want to know because we're walking through this stuff. Are y'all too? And so we love the stories. Yeah. Can you relate? Did any of this help? Or, you know, are you just saying like, hey, I tried that and that didn't work at all, (laughs) (laughs) y'all. We want to hear it all. Yeah, we want to hear it all. So 
Thanks for listening. We would love to see you back next week and uh, be watching because my book is launching next week. February 22nd, 2022. So excited. So actually on podcast day next week, we will also be getting ready for my book launch that night, Var. That's really special. This is Havair and Havar. In motion. In motion. Well, what started the whole journey to the book was bad friendship. Mm. Bad friendship with God, bad friendship in the world. And it just started me on this journey. And now look what happened. All because you were made. For friendship. And you were made for good works and intimacy. I was. Friendship. Yep. You were chosen for it. I was. And, and so next, are you guys. Yep. Next week, we're going to get to celebrate all of it with my VAR by my side. Woohoo! So, uh, gosh, just be watching our page. I'm sure we'll be posting about that. But, mm-hmm. And if anybody's out there local and you want to come, you are invited. Yep. Consider yourself especially invited. And that's it. Do you have anything else? Nope. Okay. Hope you all have a great rest of the day, a good week. See you back here next week. Bye-bye. Bye, guys.